the Old Testament statements. They are shadows, foreshadowing, shadows back then that point to something to come. Jesus, the substance himself. Amen. Well, it's great to be here with you this morning. Great to be celebrating with you, whether you joined us online or you are here in person. Man, we are here to serve the risen Savior. He is alive. And all of God's people said, amen, man. Amen. Everybody just say, he is alive. Say it loud. Say it big. Louder, bigger. And that is why we're here. May God get all the glory as we worship him with all we've got. You know, as we wrestle with what faith is, as we talk about what faith is all about in Jesus Christ, here's a few thoughts. Faith is not, everybody say not. It's not in the natural. It is in the supernatural. Our faith is in a God who is above the natural, right? It is not in the normal. It is in the miraculous. Our God is a God who shapes and changes lives and gives us forever with him. It is not in a distant God, but it is in a God right here with us. We are not alone. Praise be to God. It is not in a God without evidence. It is in a God who has shown himself with proof after proof. Man, we have a God who is risen from the dead, Jesus Christ, who came into this world to give us hope. May God get all the glory. Hang on, old notes fell out of my Bible. <laughs> Nobody fear. Got it? Clearly that was not planned, right? <laughs> so let's just move forward, men. As we dive into this passage today, we are talking about a God who is risen from the dead. He is risen, he is our hope. So as we dive into this passage, make sure we've got a little bit of understanding of context. Let's make sure we've got a little bit of a grasp of what's going on before we start to read, all right? So first, gotta picture these disciples who have been with Jesus Christ. They've been walking with him. They've been talking with him. They've been laughing with him. They've watched him heal people right in front of their eyes. They've watched people fed by the thousands from a few loaves of fish. They've watched the dead come to life. They've seen hope. They are sure this is the Messiah. This is the Christ, the living one, the hoped for one. And as they're trusting in the Messiah, they're counting on him to be king of kings. Their understanding of Messiah means that he is going to take over as king of Israel. They weren't wrong, just wrong timing. They thought he was going to take over as king of Israel. Israel would rule. All the nations would start to bow to him. This would be the guy who has it all in hand. The king, the Messiah, the hope. And then Jesus went to the cross. In fact, you could imagine them saying, it's, it seemed like he was almost willing to just give it up. He didn't battle at all. What was he doing and why did he? The confusion and the concern and all of a sudden Jesus is hanging on the cross and breathing his last and they hear him cry out, it is finished. And they're like, this isn't how it was su supposed to be. This isn't right. The next several days were days of grieving and anguish and confusion, and loss, 
Hope's gone. Now what? And then all of a sudden on Sunday morning, word came back at dawn as somebody came running home and said, the tomb is empty. Like he's not there. And I'm telling you, I talked to an angel that told me he is risen. He is alive. The word started to spread. The word started to buzz. There were even guys walking home to Emmaus and they heard the word that Jesus is alive. They're talking back and forth about it. Jesus shows up right there with them, walks with them, talks with them, teaches them. As they catch the vision of Jesus alive, they run back to the disciples. They're talking with the disciples, almost can't believe it. Jesus is alive. And that's where we pick it up. So turn with me, if you will, to Luke chapter 24, starting in verse 36. Luke chapter 24, starting in verse 36. Point number one, Jesus is risen. He showed his wounds, his wounded, risen body to many. Jesus is risen. He showed his wounded, risen body to many. He starts out here and says, As they were talking about these things, these are the guys who were on the road to the Emmaus that saw it. This is the person who heard and saw from the angels. These are the disciples communicating back and forth. And they're like, now just tell me exactly what he said, exactly what you heard. What are you talking about? And as they were talking about these things and buzzing and hoping, it says, Jesus himself stood among them. Jesus himself stood among, notice the phrasing there. It doesn't say Jesus came up and knocked on the door and someone very naturally went over and opened the door and said, Jesus, nice to see you. Come on in. Like not that, everybody say not that. All of a sudden next to you. Have you ever had one of those moments where you're talking with someone and you're communicating back and forth and all of a sudden somebody's standing right next and you're like, you didn't even know they were there. And you take that step aside. You're like, whoa, how long have you been there? Like that kind of thing. That's what happened here. But you got to imagine that once you step away, you're like, how long have you been here? Then you take a closer look. And it's the guy who you just saw die on Friday night. It's the guy who you just know had a funeral moment and put in a tomb. And you step back and then you step really back. You know what I mean? You're like, what am I seeing? And They were hugely surprised as Jesus stood among them. And uh, I think it'd be fair for us to say that they felt an exclamation come out like a, whoa, right? This huge, everybody just try it with me. Let's say, whoa, loud and clear. Ready? Louder and clearer. Okay, get ready. Now you're going to have to pick up. I'm reading the line again. It says, as they were talking about these things, Jesus himself stood among them. Now we got what they're feeling, all right? That's what's going on. It says, Jesus said, peace to you. Now, just so you know, Jesus wasn't teaching some big theological moment right here about, hey, when you're a little afraid, it's time to consider how peace can be a part of your life. Take a deep breath and let's walk through a trust in Christ here. And like, it's not that. This is actually just a regular common expression of saying hello, peace to you. In the Hebrew, they would have said shalom. It's a way of saying good morning. Jesus basically said, how are you guys doing? That's what happened. It was a very casual moment. Shalom, peace to you, as he's just being casual with them. 
It says, but they were very startled and frightened and thought they saw a spirit. Now, if you just read this fast and you don't get the big woe statement, then you don't really understand why. It's like, man, don't they have faith? Like you're missing it. You're seeing it move too fast. Slow it down. They're still in grief. They can barely understand the hope they're being told by their friends that maybe he's alive. All of a sudden, they're shocked he's standing next to them. They take a step back like, I know you're dead. What's going on? And they're wrestling hard with. And so they thought, yeah, it was even a spirit, a ghost, because that would have made more sense to them than Jesus is now alive. It says, and he said to them, why are you troubled? All right. Now that's one of the most hilarious questions in the world. (laughs) Why are you troubled? I think the fair answer would have been for them to say, this is not normal. Like that's a fair answer. Why are you troubled? Are you kidding me? What is going on? Who are you? What happened? Are you risen? What is happening with death? I thought that was supposed to be final. And he's like, why are you troubled? I got to imagine there had to be a moment of It sounds like him. It it, it looks like him, right? This moment of trying to get connected back in with what they're seeing. It says, why do doubts arise in your hearts? Why do doubts arise in your hearts? Now, just so you know, the word doubt is not really what it says in the original language. It says, why are you having a conversation in your soul? Can you imagine that? Like, it's really good that we understand the word doubt there is really this word conversation. They're like, That looks like Jesus inside them. So that looks like him. Can't be him. Come on, man. You were just at the cross. You know it's not. I'm telling you, it looks like him. And they just said they saw him. Maybe it is. Come on, dude. Be careful. Don't let your hopes go running right. That's what's happening inside. Back and forth as they're trying to wrestle with what they know to be a normal reality and what they're seeing as a miraculous moment with Jesus Christ alive says, why do doubts arise in your hearts? And now here comes the thunder statement. Ready? He says, see my hands and my feet, that it is I myself. See my hands and my feet, that it is I myself. Do you see the wounds where they nailed me to the cross on my hands and my feet? He still has the wound scabbing from the major moment that he went to for you and for me. Man, our sin has huge cost. And Jesus Christ saying, I love you. I am dying to cover that sin. My death, my blood, my body covering what you owe. He's like, do you see the wounds? Do you grasp who I am? Very few can show those wounds and still be living. And all of God's people said, This is a huge deal, man, as he's like, do you see what's right in front of you? He says that it is I myself. A couple things we can take from this. Man, this is his risen, glorified body. And yet, we can know a few things. He looked like himself. They were able to recognize him. They were able to grasp who he was in his glorified body. More than that, he carries the wounds from what happened before the resurrection and he will carry those wounds for eternity. We see it in Revelation as there's this massive celebration going on in the throne room in heaven. And as the throne room goes on, they talk about the one who has the wounds, the marks on the hands and feet. Jesus Christ, 
He will forever be carrying what he has done for us as a reminder and a proof. Man, he is alive and we have hope and Jesus Christ is our reason for hope. May God get all the glory. He said, see my hands and my feet. And uh, this had to bring back a few words that Jesus had said earlier. You know, a number of years earlier, a couple years earlier, he had said to them, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me will have eternal life. Do you believe? That's what he said to them. This is a couple years earlier. I am the resurrection and the life. Jesus was setting them up for several years to understand and accept that he would die and rise again. I am the one who will die and bring back new life. And then he said, do you believe? Jesus is the resurrection. He is alive. He has conquered death and he has paid for my sin. Do you believe? As he was talking with them, he said, see my hands, see my feet. Then he gave the next thunder statement. Touch me and see, for a spirit does not have flesh and bones as you see that I have. He's like, listen, I know you can see it, but you th might think your eyes are playing tricks on you. Hang on, touch. There is bone, there is flesh. This is a real physical body. Man, this is a super big deal. And the reason it was recorded and the reason Jesus went through it is because there's many that could say, you just thought you saw me. You don't know what grief does. It can make you see the weirdest things and you just thought. And so Jesus said, touch, come across the line, make it your own. See how physical and real I am. He is alive. Everybody say, he is alive. He is alive. Man, don't miss that. Jesus is beginning to build a believer set who is willing to say those words. He is alive. And they will be willing to die for those words. They will be willing to proclaim those words wherever they go because Jesus is their hope. He is alive. It doesn't matter what you say to those witnesses. They are in full tilt understanding as they're seeing and touching and being brought across the line. He says, touch me and see for a spirit does not have flesh as I do. It's true. Jesus is alive. He has died for our sin and risen again. He is the resurrection and the life. Do you believe? May Jesus get all the glory. He says, and when he said this, he showed them his hands and his feet because what Jesus first does is he invites you and then he steps up next to you and then he makes his life real to you as he lets you know who he is. Your God stepping into your world and making himself known. And that's exactly what he did here. Each person as he stepped up close with them, saying see and touch and believe. When he said this, he had showed them his hands and his feet. And while they still disbelieved for joy and were marveling, I love that statement. And they were still disbelieving for joy. Everybody say for joy and marveling. This is, uh, I'll just write it this way. 
Uh, I put these words down. Maybe a good way to say it. Denial with a smile. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I, I can't even believe this is true. It's you. I got to touch one more time. Sorry. Right? Like, you got to be in that mode. You're like trying to engage and you are denying the whole, no, it cannot be. But, but, but it looks, it is, isn't it? And that kind of denial with a smile, that's what was going on with joy and marvel as they were confused along the way. Denial with a smile. Have you ever had it? Maybe like in 2016 when the Cubs were about ready to win the World Series. <laughs> You're like, this can't be true. They just about lost it in the ninth inning. How can this be possible? And you get into the 10th and there's a rain delay and you're like, of course there is because now they got to cool it all down and they're going to lose everything. It's over. They're going to lose. And all of a sudden they score a couple runs. You're like, here we go. And then things start to turn in the end of it. And the last throw comes across to first base and he's out and you're like, yeah, this is true, right? First thing I did is get on the phone and call Mark Schuler. Dude, did you see this? This is unbelievable. That's what you do when you are in this denial with a smile and you're coming across. You start talking about it. You start telling about it. You're like, this has to be. Dude, look at this. Denial with a smile. Or maybe another lame sports analogy is uh, 1980s. You go to 1980 uh, hockey, men's hockey, uh, going for the gold medal. Bunch of college guys back in the days when you couldn't have pros playing in the Olympics and they're going up against the best of the best. And as they're about ready to beat Russia for the gold medal, the number one statement played across America and all over the place for the next decades, do you believe in miracles? And people, a denial with smile coming across. Do you believe? Now take it up and amp. That's just sports, man. This is life change, future forever with Jesus Christ. My sin covered forever with Jesus Christ. Do you believe in miracles? Are you in? Or are you still standing on the sideline, denial? Maybe with a smile, maybe even something else. Man, it is time that we trust in Jesus Christ with all we've got. He is alive. And all of God's people said, amen, amen man. May we trust in Jesus Christ. May we give him our hope. Do you believe? Point number two. Jesus is alive. The scriptures declared it would happen. Jesus is alive. The scriptures declared it would happen. Jesus ended up saying to them, have you anything to eat? This is a really important moment. It might seem to you like Jesus is changing the topic. Like, wow, man, focus. Like, <laughs> we're, <laughs> we're really confused by what's going on. Can you give us a few words? Like, that's not what this is about. He's like, you need more proof this is a physical body. I know what's going to come. There's going to be accusation that it looked like, it seemed like, it felt like, but you're going to need to be able to stand on this. My physical body physically standing before you, I am risen from the dead. Anybody got something to eat? And he ate in front of them so that they could see him physically consuming right in front of them. He is alive. Hope in Jesus Christ. It says, then he said to them, uh, these are my words that I spoke to you while I was still with you, 
that everything written about me in the law of Moses and the prophets and the Psalms must be fulfilled. Jesus began now to move to the point. I know you're confused by why I'm here, and I know you weren't expecting this at all, but I'm telling you, I've been trying to tell you the whole time, this is what the law and the prophets and the Psalms say about me. Remember what we've said through all of Hebrews, the Old Testament statements, they are shadows, foreshadowing, shadows back then that point to something to come, Jesus the substance himself. And he's like, man, it's all over the place, the promise of the Messiah coming, all over the law, all over the prophets, and it's all over the Psalms. I am a fulfillment of all that Old Testament. I am the substance, I am the hope, I am the reason. This is the truth I was trying to share with you. As Jesus shares out with them the promise and the hopes all over Old Testament. And uh, it says, then he opened their minds to understand the scriptures. In that moment where Jesus comes across and helps make it clear to us, it's time for us to believe. It's time for us to understand and embrace and accept as he woke them up to not just information, but transformation, life change, world altering. May God get the glory. He said to them, thus it is written that the Christ should suffer and on the third day rise from the dead. Thus it is written, the Christ should suffer and rise on the third day. I gotta believe when they first were hearing it, they're like, Well, I heard him say that before, but I didn't know what he meant. Like I was so, can you imagine what you felt like on Friday and Saturday as he has died and you don't understand and you are in massive grief and you're not sure if you ever even want to step into public because you don't know what people are going to do to you because of what they've now done to Jesus. And you're not sure where to stand with this whole concept of him as Messiah. And now they're finding out he has died for me. He has risen from the dead. He is covering my sin. Jesus Christ, my hope. He is alive in front of me and it's been the plan the whole time. God has a plan. Man, everybody just say, God has a plan. He has a plan. Do you believe? Are you willing to trust in Jesus Christ with all you've got? He showed them that he must suffer, that he must die to pay for their sin and rise again to bring the hope of new life. Man, we can have forever in heaven with Jesus Christ because of what he's done for us. He says, and then he pointed to them, and that repentance for the forgiveness of sins should be proclaimed in his name to all nations, beginning from Jerusalem. Repentance. That word means to be done with sin and turn from it. You know the sin that so easily entangles. Done with it. I'm walking away. I'm setting it down. God, I'm running to you. Repentance. Done with sin. It says that there is a repentance for the forgiveness of sins. Please forgive me. Thank you for your death, your body, your blood covering what I owe, you are my hope. Forgiveness of sins. Asking for that coverage from Jesus Christ. And then it says, and he proclaimed to be proclaimed in his name. 
It's in Jesus' name that our hope is found. It is in Jesus alone. Scripture says really clearly, for all have sinned. How many? All of us. We all need a Savior. All of us. It says, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Like the Disney sign with the hand out and the person has to be taller than that or they can't get on the ride and none of us measure up. Why? Because the measuring stick is God's glory and perfection, not ours. It's not looking down the row and trying to find somebody that's a little worse than you so you can feel better about yourself. Although sometimes that makes us feel better and we shouldn't do it. And all of God's people said, right, don't be looking down the row, man. It's looking up to God Almighty. He's the one we're to be comparing against and we come up woefully short. And he's like, make sure you come for forgiveness of sins and the nations will hear. By the way, that's you and me, right? These words were being told to Jewish people in downtown Israel. And now we have the privilege of knowing for it going to the world, the truth of who Jesus Christ is. Do you believe? And it's a huge privilege for us to be able to go after. He says, you are witnesses of these things. He's like, you've now seen, you have now touched, you have now heard me talk, you have heard me make it clear, are you in with whom I, who I am? May we know and understand there are witnesses to Jesus Christ. He is physically risen. They saw him eat, they saw him be able to be touched. They could see the wounds, he's alive. Jesus Christ has died and risen for our sins to be covered. Are you in? You know, we say it this way, Jesus' blood covers us and we have hope for it. It's not easy, but it's as simple as A, B, C. It's not easy, but it's as simple as A, B, C. A, may I admit that I'm a sinner. Right, all of us have sinned. May I admit I'm one of those. Lord, I'm all. I come up short. Please forgive me. I admit I'm a sinner. A. B. And I believe that he is risen from the dead. Do you believe he is risen? Do you believe he is risen from the dead? He is alive. So I admit I am a sinner. I believe he is risen and let her see and I confess him as Lord. You're in charge. Please take over. May you get all the glory. I admit, I believe, and I confess. Man, it's that easy. That's saved. No holding on to sin, no holding on to self, no trying to be good enough. Lord, my works aren't it, you're it. I admit, and I believe, and I confess. Do you believe? Are you in with Jesus Christ? I'm just gonna ask us to go ahead and bow our heads and close our eyes right where we are. And let's just take a moment right here and right now. Maybe you're in this room and you know it's time to be letting things go. It's time to be coming to your Savior. Man, if you have trusted Christ as Savior, just be praying right now that God would move in this room. Just be praying that God would stir. 
And if you know it's time for you to come to Jesus, you know it's time to be done fighting, then just let him know, Lord, I admit, I'm a sinner. I admit it. I believe that you are risen, you're alive. And I confess you as Lord. Take over, you're in charge. It's that easy. You know, I'm just gonna pray a prayer out loud, just real slowly. If you want to do that right now with Jesus Christ, you're ready to anchor in with him, man. Just say these words to yourself, but praying to your God, just let him know these words. As I say this out loud, you just pray it right where you are to let him know you're in. Ready? If you wanna be saved, just pray this prayer. No magic to these words, but just pray this prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, I admit. I admit I have sin in my life and it's time to go. It's time to be done, I admit. I admit I need a savior and it's not me, I admit. And I believe I believe you are alive. I do. I believe you're alive, Jesus. Just letting him know. I admit and I believe. And now handing your life over. And I confess you as Lord. Take over. No more fighting. Please take over and save me. You're in charge. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Let's just go ahead and bow our heads still. Just keep your heads bowed, eyes closed. I'm just going to ask you, if you have trusted Christ as Savior, I would love to be able to pray for you right now. If you have just put an, a stake in the ground and said, that's it, I'm in with him, I admit, I believe, I confess. If you have and you want to let him know and you want me to be praying, and I just ask, would you just go ahead and raise your hand right where you are so I know to pray for you? Amen, I see that hand. Amen, I see that hand. Amen, I see that hand. Amen, I see you. Amen, I see that hand. Amen, I see your hand, bud. Amen. Amen, man, God is moving in this place. Amen, I see your hand. Don't miss out on this opportunity to say it's time to be in with Jesus Christ. Amen, I see that hand. Gotcha. Anybody else, just taking a moment right now, you're like, this is it, I'm in. I admit, I'm done with sin, I believe. Amen. want to move on too fast. If you want to take this moment and anchor in, make it right now. I don't want to miss out on anyone. Just go ahead and raise your hand up high so I can see you. Okay. Amen. Got that. It's awesome. Powerful. 
Huge. God is moving. Let me just pray for these who have raised their hands. Heavenly Father, we come before you now. Lord God, we lift you up on high. And Lord, we now pray for these who have raised their hands today, who have prayed to you, who have given their lives. May you get all the glory. Lord Jesus, we believe you are risen and you are our hope. And so, Lord, for each of these who have raised their hands, we just pray now. Lord, may you give them a peace and a calm and an awareness of who you are. May you make it so powerfully obvious in their lives. Lord, may you be right there with them in this moment. And Lord, I thank you that we have the privilege to see you move in this room. You are alive. We praise your name and we're stunned with who you are. In the amazing, saving, redeeming name of Jesus, I pray these things. And all of God's people said, amen, man, amen. You know, one last piece to this verse, to this passage, it says, and behold, I am sending the promise of my spirit upon you. Man, we are not alone. We have God with us. We have the power of the Holy Spirit with us. And we have the privilege to celebrate him with all we've got. May we make much of his name. May we dive into his word. For those who have raised their hand today, just taking a moment, Gospel of John, great place to start. Jump into John 1 and just go half chapter, quarter chapter at a time. And as you read, just what's so great about God in this chapter and get blown away by who he is. May God stir us as he is right here with us. Jesus deserves all the praise. And all of God's people said, amen, amen man. So here's what we're going to do. In typical Easter send-off, I'm going to ask you guys all to stand up right where you are. And we are going after a massive celebration. Our job is to lift this roof off in praise. I'm talking cheering, whistling, crying out, whatever it is, words that God has done in your life, thank you, Lord, for. Don't let it stop. Lift this roof off. We know the risen Savior, and his name is Jesus Christ. Are you ready to make much of him? Yeah. Woo! Lord God, may you get all the glory. One more time.